Welcome in to a hot, hot, hot. Edition of Sportball, baby. There's one week left in the NBA season. We're taking you through it all. We're taking you through everything. I know you're scared. You're lonely. You're alone waiting for the playoffs to start, but we're here. I'm Sam, by the way. With me, as always, are my two red-hot co-hosts, Seth and Kyle. What am I hot about? Don't ask and you don't have to tell me. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, everyone. Our usual nonsensical (laughs) introduction. I thought that was pretty spot on for what we wanted to convey. Mm. Uh, We're recording this. At 7.30, 8. 7.30, to be clear, not to be between 7.30 and 8. Central Standard Time. On Wednesday, April 5th. Anything that happens after this, not our fault. Unless we directly cause it, but I doubt we will have. Good point. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you guys would have something interesting to say, but you have nothing. That's correct. Okay, good. So we are maybe four to six games left for each team. Not even that. Really. Not even, I mean, no. Two, two to three. three. Yeah, the, the schedule ends on Sunday, April 9th, for the NBA. And then the playoffs Happy begin. Easter. Happy and Easter. my loins are ready, itching for the playoffs. Happy Easter, Green. indeed. Yes. Sorry, Kyle. You were trying to say Happy Easter, everyone, and I was talking about my loins. That's on me. Well, it's not the first time. Won't be the last. I mean, so we have on Easter anyway. So, <laughs> so I wanted to bring us all together for our loyal listeners. Get a little snapshot of of how the standings look with a few games left, and how how their playoff matchups might look. And then we got to go through our end of season awards because we're all voters. The NBA counts on us to vote for the MVP, the All NBA. And most despicably, the most improved player. And every year we step up. All those players getting super maxes. It's just because of us exclusively. Nobody else. <laughs> That's right. So let's look at the Western Conference first. Take a little snapshot of what's going on here. It is absolute debauchery in the West. I mean, we don't know what goes on. By the time you're listening to this, all the West teams might honestly be banished from the league for all we know these standings are changing every day so right now one through four is pretty set in some order we have the nuggets at one the grizzlies at two the kings at three the suns at four seems like those are are pretty set maybe you know maybe the grizzlies and kings switch but doubtful then things start to get interesting five through eight we have the warriors clippers lakers and pelicans you're Precious Pelicans who have stuck back in contention with B.I. on a hot streak. So all those all those five through eight, I feel like are trying to avoid the play in, but also maybe trying to avoid the Suns, you know, so like they'd love to be right at six and not at five. Um, And then nine through 12 still fighting. We have the Timberwolves, the Thunder, the Dallas Mavericks, a despicable, despicable franchise and the Utah Jazz. So Mavs should be relegated, honestly. No more Blazers, even in this conversation, because they decided to give up. What what intrigues you guys most when you look at this Western Conference, Kyle? What do you what do you really what gets your gets your loins tingling? 
it is uh, the Kings, obviously. Just excited to see them in the postseason. Um, yeah, and definitely. I really think that they have a, a chance to upset whoever they play. It just shouldn't be an upset because they're the higher seed, but it's going to be, be an upset Vegas, yeah. if mm-hmm. they win, no matter who they play. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm ready for that to happen in the first round. Um, I guess it's all dependent, though, right? Whoever gets that sixth spot. Um, if it ends up being the Lakers, I don't know about that. I'm also looking forward to, though. Which teams would you take four the Kings? 4-5 game. Mm-hmm. Uh, which teams would I take? Um, I'm honestly considering I taking them against the best about the Clippers. Yeah. Especially with Paul George. I out. feel good about the Warriors as well. Mm. I just hate the Warriors, though. Wiggins coming back. That's like Seth. That's like Seth choosing a team against the Lakers. It's me choosing a team against the Warriors. Yeah, that would they keep be saying Wiggins is going to come back. They haven't played with him for what, like thirty games, though. Yeah, I get it. He was on the team last year, but yeah, it's a long time. I really think I would and, be. I, mean, I would pick them against the Lakers or the Clippers. I don't know if I would pick them against the Warriors. Despite I don't think you can pick them against year. the Lakers the way they're playing at, uh, since the trades. The Lakers are under the 500. Last, yeah, but the last 24 games of the season, they have the number one record in the NBA and the number one defense. LeBron and Anthony Davis. They're undefeated when LeBron, Davis, and Reeves are in the start. Are the start. Are okay, that's been like three stars. games. I'm just saying, no, it's five <laughs> or six, but... Anthony Davis and LeBron James haven't played more than five straight games together in the last two years, and I'm supposed to pick them? I don't know. Like, I just can't count on it. AD's just going to fall weird, and then they're out. He did that the other day, and then he came back two minutes later, so I think he might so just do. you know. <laughs> He's invincible now. <laughs> yeah, The Kings have been better than the Lakers all year, you know? Like, I just, I just don't know. Yeah, the Lakers haven't had, like, a real team all year. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And either way, so right in this kind of five, six, seven spot for the most part, the Lakers hold their destiny, hold, hold the destiny of essentially themselves. And then the other two teams, they hold the tiebreaker against both if they beat the Clippers on this Wednesday night that we are recording. Is this the biggest LA LA game in history? It has to be. It honestly might be. <laughs> and I did see something earlier. Someone was like, the Russell Westbrook's return to the crypto center or whatever. He got traded to the Clippers. <laughs> He's been playing there. It's not a return. They just <laughs> he hasn't stopped playing there. It's oh, just so a return to play the Lakers. It's a revenge game, is what it is. I think I think the Kings, I would pick the Kings in against everyone except the Warriors. It would be very interesting against the Warriors, right? Because it would be like the Kings have been better all year. The Warriors are defending champs, obviously know how to win the playoffs, and the Kings have never been there. So that'd be such a juicy like matchup of the new team versus the old heads, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just hate Draymond Green so much as a player. Yeah. I think he'll be I a love decent Draymond. announcer, but or commentator. Light the book, light the beam, baby. Light the beam for sure. So that's what I'm really looking forward to 
the most here in the as we get around to the playoffs. That those those two matchups, the five, the four, five, and then whoever plays the three, six. What do you think and about it, that four, five, Seth? That, I mean, people are going to be tanking to avoid the Suns. I think last couple of games. Right. I mean, it, it's are obvious why. I don't know. I I would. I think. I mean, it comes down to what is the team's philosophy about basketball karma and <laughs> Clippers have gotten uh, the shit end of the stick a couple times, right? Yeah. They have, yeah. I mean, but it's also true, like, okay, do you want to make decisions based on the basketball gods or do you want to make decisions based on Kevin Durant being on the other side of the floor? Like, you're kind of in a lose-lose situation there. Um, Some say Kevin Durant is a basketball god. Exactly. And, you know, there's no doubt that he exists. So I think (laughs) Phoenix, like Phoenix is going to be a heavy favorite no matter who they play in that game. I guess Golden State would be the most intriguing and maybe that would be closer to an even matchup. Um, Obviously, the whole KD storyline against the Warriors would be incredible. So I think my hope is that that's what it is is the four or five and then maybe we see kings lakers in the three six and we have the 20 years later revenge game of the c-web era kings who got screwed against the lakers in whatever that was 2002 or something um i think that'd be really exciting but i i can't wait to see phoenix in the playoffs and mm-hmm. I think it's going to be such an interesting impact, assuming all of them can stay on the court, like how that'll impact both legacies for Durant and Chris Paul. Um, you know, two players who have controversial kind of legacies and NBA fans have differing feelings on where they belong amongst the pantheon of NBA greats. Um, since CP3 has never won a championship and then Durant's only championships were with the Warriors super team. So I would, I'd love to see that. And I think even like the two seven matchup could be pretty juicy. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know who's going to come out of the play in, but I'd love to see another Memphis um, Timberwolves matchup. And Let me tell you, was, go ahead. I think, well, I was just going to say, I think I, I, I don't want to say it out loud, but could the T-Wolves be live in that matchup? You're damn right. Against I mean, they're, they're going to make it farther in the playoffs than the Sixers, so <laughs> they'll probably win at least a round. It's a pretty low bar, but... Um, I was just... Can, can I walk you through my 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 preferred matchup? See, I don't I don't want to see Suns Warriors first round because then one of them loses. What I'd like to see That's is... That's great. Least, yeah, I'd like the Warriors to lose. We know your feelings of the Warriors. So I'd like to see... <laughs> I just want the best teams to the next round. So I want to see Lakers Grizzlies because that'll just be fun, right? And then let's say the Lakers win, okay? Then I'd like to see Clippers Kings so the Kings can go ahead and knock those fuckers off. Hate them. Oh, wait, no, no, no. Scratch that. Scratch that from the record. Kyle, edit that out. What you want is the Lakers to beat the Kings and the Grizzlies to stay in it. I kind of prefer the Kings to make it through. Is that wild to say? No. I know Jaws, my son, but... Is he? It doesn't sound like it. 
Kevin Herter's my daddy. So, I mean, <laughs> got to cheer for one of them. I would like the Warriors and Suns to um, to meet up in the second round, ideally, if we can get that going. And then Lakers, maybe Lakers Nuggets as well. Could be fun. Okay, but that's, that's almost that's near impossible. Near well, impossible. The lower seed gets to play the one seed. Am I correct on that? It doesn't just come out of the 4-5 matchup? No, it's just the 4-5 matchup. Did they sure? change that? Isn't it the winner of the four? Wait. I thought it was the lowest seed that advanced. Oh, are we talking second round? Seed. Since yeah. when? Oh, my bad. I thought always. No. Mm-mm. No, no, no. Someone look, get research on this. Because then, I mean, even if it was, right? If Golden State is the sixth seed, let's say. Mm-hmm. They beat the Kings, then Golden State would be playing the Nuggets. In your scenario. not if the Lakers beat the Gri- Grizzlies. <laughs> so then we have interesting. Nuggets, Lakers, <laughs> Phoenix, Kings. Is that what you're saying? You know, I think I screwed it up. I don't know, man. Yeah, I can't keep that much is for sure. <laughs> Well, I think there's going to be, I think there's going to be like more than one eight plays the winner of four five. Okay. No matter what. Yes. According to last year's, that's what it looks like. Okay. Three six plays two seven. That's how it's always been. I don't know where you got that in your head, Sam, but. Well, that's how it is in the NFL. So I guess that that was what confused me. Well, and even if that was the case, it would still be nearly impossible for the sixth seed to end up playing the four seed in the second round. <laughs> Who does Denver said? play then? <laughs> so okay, like it's it would only theoretically be possible in the conference finals, and that's a long shot. I want the last four so. teams somehow to be Suns Warriors. I want Suns and Warriors in the second round. Okay. To play each other? Yeah, but I guess that's not possible, right? That's correct. It is not possible. Damn. So what do I want then? <laughs> I'm never going to get Suns Warriors then. Unless I mean, it's a conference it, championship. First round. Right? Fine. I want a first, first round. round. You've convinced me then. That's the easiest way to get it, right? That's nearly Suns, the only way. To the get only it. way. Suns even even in your imaginary scenario, if the <laughs> rules were changed, it would still be impossible. <laughs> I think that was the worst five minutes of podcasting we've ever done. Gary, I'm moving on. Can we talk about the Mavs real quick? <laughs> I just want to talk. I just want to talk about the Mavs real quick, please. What a despicable, despicable display! Take it from there. They don't deserve to be in the league anymore. And honestly. All of the executives on Dallas, honestly, all of the executives on Dallas should be fired. And nobody should act like we didn't see this coming. I mean, when was the last time that Kyrie has made a team better? 2016? 2017? Was that, like, that Boston? Maybe that, that <laughs> one nice stretch in Boston for those 20 games? Yeah. It's like... Yeah, so the last time he's made a team better in the playoffs was 2016 because he was injured in 2017 for the Cavs. And then he's either been injured or 
just unhelpful since then. <clears throat> so playoffs. Just a terrible move for Dallas, like we said at the beginning. I don't think I can't say that I thought it was going to be this bad and that they would miss the play in, but they deserve it for making such an atrocious decision. Yes. So I hope um oh Kyrie's gone. And honestly, it's not even all Kyrie's fault. I am at the point where I can hardly watch Luca anymore. You could miss me with Luka Doncic. <laughs> I could what you? Miss, miss me. Him. If you try to throw Luca at me, you could miss me. That's all I'll say. Any more thoughts on the West? <laughs> I don't know what that means at all. <laughs> you know, know someone says means, like miss you me could with miss that? me with that? Yeah. Yeah. When you don't like something, like oh, you could miss me with iced tea. I don't like iced tea. Not the rapper, to be clear. Drake, <laughs> in my scenario. Miss no, me I've, with that I've, shit. I've, never I heard know. that? This is just I'm like yuck my yum or whatever. <laughs> yeah, you're not around, yuck my yum. You go around saying everyone knows yuck my yum. You don't even know miss me with that? Yeah, everyone does know don't yuck my yum. Email us in at sportballpod at gmail.com if you've heard of yuck my yum or miss me with that. Anyways. Right. Yes, yeah, Luca complains... Luca complains every time oh, there is even. a ball on the court. And <laughs> I just don't like watching him play anymore. So I they need to revolutionize everything over there, or it's <laughs> gonna be a disaster for the foreseeable future. East? North? South? <laughs> All right. These matchups are a little more set. We got the Bucks versus whoever grabs the eight seed. Could be our Chicago Bulls who are looking frisky, Kyle, aren't they? I mean, there's talk in the streets that the Bulls could win one or two games against the Bucks if they make the playoffs. What say you on that? I don't think it's crazy. Uh, I mean, they did it during the regular season, so been a different team too since the addition of pat bev as much as seth's gonna hate to hear that it's true though i'm so surprised. we are a top five <laughs> defensive team for the entire season how we have this terrible of a record is outrageous but zach levine has also been quietly playing out of his mind since the all-star break yeah the thing is like we're just playing our best players now because yeah, that's Pat Bell's really like filled the hole of Lonzo, how despite kind of, you know what I mean? Like now he's starting instead of Ayo Desumu, who wasn't quite ready to like be a starting point guard. So then would Pat Bell have... also just doesn't care if he doesn't take a shot the entire time he's on the court, right? And which is what you need for that lineup, right? You have backcourt of him and Caruso, who both don't need to shoot and both lock or play lockdown defense. And then you have Demar and Zach on the wings who are turnstiles and run our offense. Like it just fits. It just fits better. And Kobe White's been really good lately, too. So, I don't know. We have a solid rotation. <laughs> we could be like the Orlando Magic of a few years ago where we win the first game of the series and everyone gets up in arms. We might even win a game against the Celtics if we sneak the seven, into the seventh seed. We might bury the Celtics. We might <laughs> put them six feet under. <laughs> this is where Seth says, miss me with that bullshit. <laughs> You can miss me with the fucking Pat Bev. Yeah, that's perfect. He's learning. Yeah. Uh, Damn straight. Seth, your Celtics are the two seed. Who's your preferred matchup out of our 
all the play in teams. The Bulls. Are... Really? <laughs> no, I just said that really quickly even... to piss you off. Let um, me list them. You had the Heat at seven, the Hawks at eight, Raptors at nine, and the Bulls at 10. And that seems pretty set. I have very little concerns about any of them. Um, I guess I would prefer not to play Miami. Yeah. Uh, all the other three are would be fine. I want but, my. I, let's see that first round matchup against Miami. That's the toughest. Matchup it would be exciting. <laughs> like run back last year, right? There's there's I'm all the emotional. Gonna... There's all the emotional stuff with the the matchup last year, and obviously Jimmy Butler is, I think, by far the best playoff performer of anyone on any of those bottom four teams. Yeah, I mean, you could argue he's like the third best playoff performer in the conference. So that's a little bit of, of a danger for the Celts. I would still pick us in probably five. Um, I think it's probably reasonable to pick them in six against Miami, but I'm not worried about any of the other three. And I trust us to take care of the heat as well. Just quickly, uh, Sixers, Nets, Cavs, Knicks seems pretty locked in. Kyle, anything intriguing with those two matchups? Um, I, I think the question I have is do the Nets have the ability to steal just one game against Philly? Oh, yeah. Philly's not sweeping anyone. Right? Who is going to stop and beat? I, I want to I, I be able to see as many games of playoff McCall as I can. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if there's really any way that I, I feel like they match up the worst against Philly compared to anyone else that could sneak into the six, which is basically Miami. <laughs> you don't think Claxton can hold up? I don't know if I'm just wrong, but I feel like Claxton's like a stick. He's got a yeah. little meat, right? But yeah, I mean, he's given up like 40 pounds probably at, at least. Right. Um, I think Jock Vaughn's a smart coach, and they have a lot of good defenders who are like a decent like 3-4 size. So I think they'll do a lot of like fronting and 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 double and smart double teams. But obviously, they're not going to stop and be. They're probably barely going to slow him down. <laughs> you know what's a bummer is that this could have been the Embiid-Ben Simmons matchup. Oh, but- Ben's not going to play. Yeah. Ben Simmons <clears throat> is an unserious man. It's <laughs> <laughs> all I'll say in the matter. I'm extremely excited for four or five. This could go, I feel like, either way. Obviously, the Knicks could know. win. Yeah. They could. Is, is Julius Randle expected to be back? Is the real question I have? It's a good question. Is I saw that he was going to be he was going to be reevaluated like. Two days before the end of the season, or something. Hmm. Some but. some people are asking if they're better without Julius Randle. Not Which me. People? Not this. Not this host. No, I mean that can't be the case. But I mean, <laughs> just think of the storylines from the beginning of the season or before the season started. Right. So many rumors of the Knicks getting Donovan Mitchell, trading for Donnie. Mm. Right. And then Cleveland comes out of nowhere, steals him. They have a juggernaut of a team, which you know, in in terms of Cleveland teams, 
the Knicks, I feel like, are kind of Brunson's obviously exceeded anyone's thoughts of how he would perform or how he could perform. Even us, and we all love him. True. Yeah. Luca misses him. Oh. <laughs> Luca looks so sad, and he should be. <laughs> all right. That's going to be great. I'm excited for the playoffs. It is the end of the season. So we should hit our end of the season awards because the NBA is counting on us. But first, a quick ad break. Kyle? <laughs> he wasn't ready. I didn't have the ads pulled up. All right, we'll get one at the end. Yeah, I got but you. Our, our, uh, our people are counting on us. They're paying us a lot of money to run ads. All right. MVP. I'm assuming we're going to have all the same th- top three. Embiid, yeah. Shake Gilgis Alexander, Papev, <laughs> and Grant Williams, right? Grant Williams. So, <laughs> is he even still in a rotation? The thumb himself. <laughs> on on uh, DraftKings, maybe if we read their ads, they would actually sponsor us. Uh, Embiid is minus 900 right now. Jokic wow. is plus seven fifty, and Giannis is eight to one. So Vegas thinks this is already wrapped up. I have a different MVP actually than Vegas does, um, but who am I to argue with them? I mean, you're a voter, so yeah. Can I just list you the the statistical resume of these top three, so the we remedies. can use that as a basis? All right. Joel Embiid, thirty three, ten and four, thirty three points. You heard it here first. <clears throat> On 55, 33, 86 shooting, he's played 65 games. He has a 32 PR, 12.3 win shares, 2.7 stocks, I will say. And his team is 52 and 27. They are the three seed in the East. Nikola Jokic, big honey himself. His team is also 52 and 27, if you would believe it. They're the one seed in the West, though. Everyone's beating each other out there. He's played 68 games, so about the same. 25, 12, and 10 for him. Averaging a triple-double, basically. No one cares anymore. 63, 39-82 shooting. 63 on twos. That's pretty good. 32 PER as well. 14.9 win shares leading the league. Two stocks for him. Giannis, you've heard of him. His team is 57-22. and 22. They're the one seed. Best record in the league. He's played a little less games, 63. 31-12-6 on 55, 28, 65. 29 PER. 8.7 win, win shares, and only he's only averaging 1.6 stocks. Really surprised me. Not as active, apparently, on the defensive end. Three great candidates. Who are you guys going with? Kyle, are you going with our boy Big Honey? As has been your way? I think so. Yeah, if I mean, if I had to vote, I think I would do it, and it's a bias. Which, it's of a course, bias you do pick. have to vote since you have an official vote. So Yeah, it's a biased pick. I'm not going to lie. I want to see the, the back-to-back. To-back. Uh, To-back, yes. I forgot a back. Um, But, you know, I, I also... It's tough, though. I, I feel like, honestly, it should be in beads, to be honest with you. His performances down the stretch, I feel like, have been so much more important to Philadelphia's, but then again, Philadelphia's success, succession successes. Um, however, it's a full season award, not just, uh, 
the last two weeks. Yeah, exactly. So Mm -hmm. I've been struggling with this one. I'm going to side with Big Honey, but I really feel like it's just a toss-up. I don't feel there's any wrong answer at all, and I wouldn't begrudge anyone anyone they pick. Sadly, I know you're not going to pick Joel Embiid because you hate him. Are you going to go with Giannis or Jokic? <clears throat> yeah, I, I think I'm going to stick what I, with what I said last time on the pod and take Giannis. To me, I agree with what you said. I think an unbiased viewer would most likely pick Embiid. <laughs> um, but <clears throat> my feeling is when it's this razor thin of a margin, how about the tiebreaker at least for MB- for MVP should be which of the three players is the best player. And I think we all, if we were just going to start a team or start a team for the playoffs, we'd all take Giannis first. So I don't know. Is it crazy to think that the MVP should go to the best player who coincidentally is also on the best team in the league? Not crazy in my book. Uh, so I, I'd go with that. I think also just like Giannis and Embiid do have a big lead on Jokic defensively. And I think this year, maybe unlike in previous years, Jokic's contributions offensively are not so much better than Embiid and Giannis that he deserves the MVP when when their defense really is that much better than his, I think. So, but yeah, like you said, ultimately it could be any of the three. I think it makes sense that the Vegas favorite is Embiid now, especially given the asinine rationale by many voters that Jokic should have to do something extra to get three in a row. And so I think it most likely will be Embiid at this point. Yeah, they actually they did a straw poll and many of them admitted that that's part of their calculation, which (laughs) they should honestly be disqualified. Yeah, I agree. It's has nothing to do with previous seasons. And I hate that stupid argument. Despicable. I I went into this. I did a little research and, you know, I went in like thinking I was going to pick Giannis like you, Seth. But Jokic's numbers just jump off the page, especially like any even moderate, moderately advanced stat you look at, he's heads and tails above anyone. Um, and I just think getting a one seed in the West this year, especially with how much turmoil there is, just feels like a great accomplishment to me. Um, and I, I just think when I look back at this season, I'm not going to really remember Giannis as much. Like he, he missed a decent amount of games, like just, you know, the Bucks treaded without him and and you know soared to the one seed but and the other thing between Jokic and Embiid for me is Jokic has to do the entire he runs the entire offense for the Nuggets you know Embiid has James Harden to to set the table um so I just think that that just takes a little more but I mean you can't go wrong with it with anyone but especially this year I feel like the how many points you score don't matter as much to me. Like obviously Embiid is scoring 33, but as we know, there's what five, six people averaging over, over 30 points per game. So that doesn't mean as much to me, but you can't go wrong with any of these guys. And I think Embiid's going to win. And that's, that's great for him to get his first MVP. Now all three of these guys will have one. 
I think that'll be kind of nice, but wouldn't be surprised if these top three are added again next year, right? I feel like we've been saying for a couple of years, like, oh, yeah. this year Luca's the MVP favorite, or this year it's me Tatum, and then it's just back to the same old three for the last, <laughs> this is the fifth year in a row. Speaking of Tatum, would you all have him fourth on your ballot? I have no. him fourth right now. Kyle, you have someone else? It's Shay. Hmm. I mean, the Thunder would be a bottom, what, six to eight team in the NBA without him? At least this season. Okay, but they're only a mid-level team with him. Right? Like, you could argue they'd be terrible without him, but that's because they don't have as far to go. Right? Whereas, like... If you took Tatum and Jalen Brown off the Celtics, sure, then they'd be ass, right? Like, yeah, take two players off of them, yeah, yeah. But right now they're already much better than where the Thunder are at because they have a, a better supporting cast, right? It's not just because yeah. Tatum's better than Shea, but you know, I could say without Paolo Banquero, the Magic would be the worst team in the league. Well, well they already are like pretty close to that. That's why they would be the worst team in the league. Sam, am I making sense? No, I not at arguments all. That I will say, I will say that's what kept me from SGA at four is just the Thunder's poor record. Um, I just, it's a lot of people don't, don't care about that for MVP. I personally put stock, a lot of stock with the record, but if you don't, then SGA is a great candidate, I think. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it's all about the record, obviously. I have him four. Uh, if we're talking about players that are most valuable to their team, well, I mean, if you're going to use that argument, I don't know where Deer and Fox or like Sabonis ends up in the, this conversation, but well, Fox is really want to talk. Me, so. Is he? Yeah. You don't even have Shea top five. That's kind of crazy. Let's be honest. I here. know it was between Fox and Shea for the last spot. I went with Fox just because, again, when the I look record, back at the season, well, when I look back at the season, what am I going to remember? I'm going to remember how fucking awesome the Kings were, and I think that deserves a, a ballot spot. You know, so not that's just personally. Shea Gilgis Alexander is averaging like 32 points a game, five will, rebounds, five assists. Four I will probably stops. remember that. Yeah, I mean, which it's, of those? It's a tough season. Who do you think is a better player, De'Aaron Shea. Fox or say say Shea Gilgis Alexander, Sam? Shea. Okay. Sometimes I just think like with these MVP, we because the criteria that the NBA provides are so vague. Is there criteria? <laughs> right or non-existent? <laughs> it's like okay, we can add in all these different things, and sometimes I think we we overthink it with, okay, how much are we factoring in team success, supporting cast, how many games they missed, you know, the advanced metrics, eye test. If you took them off the team, how good would they be? How good did they perform when the player wasn't there this season? Like, and then you can end up in these scenarios where we're considering someone for the fifth spot in the MVP when they're like, the 25th best player in the league. So I don't well, I have, know. I have, I have Fox on my first team all NBA. So he's at least like top seven player for me. So I don't think it's that far off. Yeah. And I mean, there is going to be some of that because you can't give it obviously to 
players who only play, you know, 50 games in a season. Right. So I get that. But for me, once I, cause I considered Fox for that fifth spot too, but then I'm like, there's no question in my mind that Shea is a better player than Fox. So why am I, why do I have Fox at fifth for MVP and Shea? Yeah. Or, I mean, that's fair for me. It's the fifth spot. doesn't really matter at all. I just want to shout out Fox, you know? Okay. Well, if your argument is it doesn't matter at all, so I just pay somebody, then I guess well, I'm, you I'm can pick whoever hairs, you right? want. <laughs> well, I was I was trying to decide between SJ and Fox, and I thought to myself, when I look back at this season, what am I going to remember most? And I think Fox deserves that for what he's done for the Kings this year. Plus, he plays like every game. Yeah, and all I'm saying is that is within your prerogative to weigh that as a criteria for me. The question, what am I going to remember this season, does not come into play when I'm considering my MVP ballot. Who do you have? Did you have Luke at fifth? You were not the guts. No, I have Shea. No, no, but did any of us put Luca in the top five? I couldn't stomach it. Fuck Luca. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so Kyle, do you have Tatum fifth or do you have someone else fifth then? No, I had Tatum. Okay. All right. So we had the same six people basically. We have the same top six. Yeah, I don't know if I'd have like... Fox six or not. I mean, I okay. think you could argue Sabonis on his own team. Mm. Let's keep it going. Tell me your top much, ten. But... <laughs> well, well, Sam has 14 players in his top ten. My... Yeah, which is my All-NBA, which is next. So that's a good segue, actually. Uh, so All-NBA. Right for now, it's two guards, two forwards in the center, but... In the future, we learned it's going to be positionless. What do you guys think about that? I've been thinking about a little more since we had a chat the other day. Basketball currently, as it's played, is essentially positionless, right? But I still think that I want to say something like that it should maybe be divided by front court and back court players, but then at the same time, I don't really know I, what the difference is between that and just saying positionless anyways. So. I have a I have a proposition that I think you might enjoy. Please. Because and my, my rationale is that it it irks me going to the position list because I think it's redundant with your top five MVP. Because it seems like if it's positionless all NBA, then your first team all NBA should be identical to your top five MVP. And yeah. to me it's like why are we just getting the same information twice then? So my proposal to the NBA, which I'm sure they will consider very strongly, is what if we said, okay, make the best starting five that you can. That's your first team, right? And then eliminate those players, do it again for your second team, eliminate those players, do it again for your third team, right? You think the the best team that if you put them on the court, they'd beat anybody. And that way it's like you can structure that team however you want with whatever positions or lack thereof. But it is something that resembles a real basketball team you could see on the court, which some people, maybe not Sam, but some people like to consider that. And it makes it a more interesting conversation where you can say, okay, well, these two players would work well together. These players wouldn't. And it's something different than just a redundancy of the MVP voting. What do you all think about that? I think that's way too much work for most of these voters. These are like 80-year-old writers who just enter in whoever they saw the most that season. 
but I like that idea if in a perfect world. However, I also don't want... Is that who the voters are? (laughs) Yeah, well, and plus us. Plus us, yeah. I also don't want anyone to be relegated to the second team because they wouldn't fit on a basketball team as well with someone else. Personally. I mean, I think you could... I don't know how... I feel like that's less likely to happen than than the strict position uh, requirements that we had up until now where you could, you could be like, you know what? Maybe it wouldn't be the best fit, but still having Embiid and Jokic as twin towers would be so hard to stop. I'm going to do it anyways. Right. Even if it's not seamless. Well, then that's basically positionless, right? I mean, if you're putting two centers on. No, I think it would, I think it at least prevents against a scenario that's even more drastic than what we have this year. Right. Where we could see years in the future where there's four centers and a guard. And that probably you wouldn't have if you're trying to make the best team possible. Hmm. I feel like I could make an argument for a lot of different constructions. Like I could make an argument for a five guard lineup, maybe. Or maybe like four guards and Tatum or something, you know. I still think you could probably make almost anything. Right. So that's why I kind of feel like it's something for everybody where if you want to be traditional and put out a lineup mm-hmm. that, you know, follows the usual constraints of positions, then you can. If you're like, you know what, I'm going to play small, do my version of the death lineup, and it'll be great. And again, it's not just the same as the MVP, where Sam, you seem to say, well, maybe in MVP, the record would matter more or miss games would matter less. But mm-hmm there's no rationale for why that would be the case. It's just up to the, what the voters decide is the distinction between the two, which to me just makes it more boring and makes it like, okay, well, top five MVP came out. I guess I know who's first team all NBA. And it's like, why do we even have that? If it's just, yeah, that's going to be the worst part for sure. I don't, I don't mind it in general, but that, that is going to, that is going to be interesting. I would like there to be something special about each award, right? So yeah, it doesn't really make any sense. I agree with that. I think I think Kyle, like you said, if they if they had it like all star, where it's three front court and two guards, wouldn't that solve everyone's problem? Mm, it seems like Sam's coming around. <laughs> to what? Oh, you seem to be hardcore. It should be positionless before this conversation. No, no, I I'm not hardcore. It should be positionless. I just didn't mind it as much as you guys. I would say. Mm, okay. I didn't mind the positionless at all at first. I was for it, and I was thinking about it just briefly, yeah. and I was like, the two front court or two back court, three front court could be a middle ground, but then yeah. again, I don't know how much that really changes anything because it, it it's still all dependent at that point as to what a player is. Yeah considered as. right and we'd still have this situation with oh well, i guess jalen brown right he does he count for both or is he a guard yeah he's a forward and a guard i believe yeah but i think I mean, players like lebron right they're gonna yeah. count towards the front court for sure yeah. but at the same time he probably is the ball handler more than 50 percent of the time he's on the court mm-hmm. that's that's a guard's duty essentially right in the old mind of the nba so mm-hmm and, That's why I'm you know, not, not really sure what makes the most sense. 
Yeah, with Suss' idea, that's interesting you bring up with LeBron. Like, you can do a lot of different things with LeBron on your starting five, right? You can play your, as your center or your point guard. Yeah, I definitely. Think, I think you guys both bring up good points. Like, I, I don't really love it either way. Like, I don't love the current version, and I don't love positionless. And both of those are, are interesting in-between ideas. So if anyone wants to get on the horn with Adam Silver, let's get that done. Uh, may I list you my first team under the current constrictions? Please. It's just my top five NBA with uh, with MVP without Embiid because Embiid's a center. <laughs> so it's Jokic at center, Giannis and Tatum at forward, Fox and SGA at guard. So SGA, I said, was my sixth. He is in here instead of Embiid due to position constraints. Um, what do you what do you guys have for your first team? Go ahead. So, so yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm open to being convinced about. Um, my second guard spot. So I think Shea, Giannis, Tatum, and Embiid for me are set in stone. Mm-hmm. I put Luca in there. Ugh. I also just said fuck Luca 20 seconds ago. <laughs> so I'm fine to put somebody else in there. Um, you know, Steph would be ineligible under the new game requirement rules, which I like having it be 65 game minimum. So maybe I should be beholden to that for this year as well. I think, I think Fox is a fine option. I think Mitchell could be considered. Um, But yeah, as much as I, it pains me to say it, I think Luca's the best of any of those players besides yeah. Steph. But Luca played a lot more games than Steph. So, God, just left me so cold. This he doesn't get back on defense at all. He just doesn't play any defense, really. Yeah. Terrible attitude. Disgusting team. I couldn't do it. Probably right, though. Kyle, who'd you have in that fifth spot? You had the same top four? I did uh, have the same. Four is Seth, and I, too, have been struggling with that fourth spot. I have debated Steph to fill it out. Lillard, I think, is my favorite to fill that spot out. Mm. And I think that's where I end up siding. Um, I don't know how much, like, the games missed really should matter. <clears throat> I know... Well, wow. Steph has had more, you know, than yeah. Steph's at 54, Lillard's at right. 58 right now. Yeah. But Lillard's and not then like, anymore. Yeah, exactly. And Lillard is not by choice or by injury at all. It's he's just being forced to sit essentially. So, well, I mean, if you said I he had him, he probably play. the most spectacular season mm. <laughs> he's had his entire career at scoring wise, I, I, I feel like. Oh, yeah, and I'm having a lot of trouble with him. I don't even have him on any of my teams right now, but I feel like I should. I'm just having such a hard time with this season when they shut him down at the end. You know, they're playing terrible. I don't know. I don't know what to do with him at all. I had him third team. I had him third team just with, like, he only played 58 games. The team was bad. It's not like he's a defensive stalwart 
Um, but he's still Dame Lillard, one of the most exciting players to watch and had an incredible offensive season. So I put him third team. But yeah, the guards are are super interesting. It just really all comes down to how much do you penalize players for not playing? Um, which some argue it's less important for all NBA because all NBA is just like who are the best players and MVP is the value to your team. And so mm-hmm. if you're not playing, that reduces the value to your team. But and nobody's mentioned Ja yet. I have Ja, but he's not come up yet. I just I don't have Dame or Steph on any of my teams. That I think it just doesn't seem right. <laughs> I think you gotta right. have Steph. I mean Steph has played... not played a lot of games. I don't have LeBron on here and he's only played two games less than Steph. So <laughs> can I look myself in the mirror and say that's a fine cutoff line? I, I just don't know. I need to know. Do you have KD? No, no, right? Certainly he's not. played even less games, though. I know he has. Do you have Zion, though? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, LeBron has played 52. Steph has played 54. KD has played like 48 or something like that. And Kawhi similarly has played, you know, some high 49. 40s. Yeah. So I'm really struggling. I, I don't know. So. So who do you have in that fifth spot then, Kyle? I'm going to side with Lillard. Okay. So for my second team then, I have Embiid. You know, you're going to have whoever, Embiid or Jokic. Um, I have Luka and Donovan Mitchell as my second team guards. Donovan just having a great season for a great Cavs team. I feel like he earned it. Um, And then I have Jalen Brown and and Jimmy Butler as my forwards, which I think is kind of funny because sometimes they really remind me of each other. Um, Butler's mm. having a sneaky good season that I really didn't realize until I looked deeper into it. But does that seem reasonable to have those two in my forwards? I kind of struggled with my forward spots for the second team. Those are the two that I had Butler and yeah. Brown. I don't know who you can make an argument for over Butler. Yeah, to me. exactly. Unless you say, like, unless you just throw games played out the window. And say right. Durant or LeBron, but I don't think that makes a lot of sense. So I think Butler for sure. And then, I mean, who are the other players you're even considering at that point? Like, uh, Randall, Randall Markinen, Siakam, and- I guess. Siakam, yeah, those are the three basically. If you're taking LeBron and Kawhi up, yeah, and I mean, you, you got to take Jalen Brown over any of them. It's a, so, it's not a great forward here. Forwards kind of thin out quick considering mm-hmm. just the usual suspects, LeBron, KD, Kawhi, Paul George, all of them haven't played enough games. And so it, it's like, all right, we get down to it pretty quick. I have not, I, this is the first year I would not have LeBron an all NBA team. It feels bad. It feels wrong. I mean, and I bet he'll make third team, to be honest. Especially if they end up Finishing this in sixth, yeah, and he probably. Oh, I mean, it's yeah. LeBron James. I mean, he's averaging, he's also averaging 29, 8, and 7. Like, yeah, and he'll end up with, in the fifth seed, yeah, he'll end up with like 54, 55 games. So it's not like he played 30 games, you know. What I mean, maybe I'll just right. he would have ended up playing only like 
30 games if he didn't go see the LeBron of foot doctors. True. <laughs> well, he just said the LeBron of feet. I don't know if he was even Oh, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it was true. Doctor. It was actually okay, messy. So, <laughs> so you guys you guys have a pretty similar second team then? You have you have Embiid, Jokic, whoever you have, Brown, Butler, Luka, and Donnie. Is that the same for you guys? I just I mean, have Steph in instead of Luka. Because you had him first team. Because I had Luka first team, yeah. What about I have Luca and Steph? Okay. Okay. I think I'll tell you what my third team is now, and I'll tell you where I'm leaning after our discussion because I I, I just feel well, third team center has to be Sabonis, right? Our boy, yeah. 19, 12, and 7. If there was no Jokic, if Jokic hadn't been born, if we had gone back in time and murdered his grandfather, then we'd be talking about Sabonis as the best passing big man of all time, right? I mean, he's averaging seven assists right now. You don't have to answer of all time. So <laughs> either that or his father, I guess, right? Um, and then I had Randall Marginan as my forwards, and I had Ja Morant and then Jalen Brunson as my guards. But after our talk, I think I would put Steph over Brunson and LeBron over Randall and just take out the Knicks once and for all. <laughs> because what yeah. am I even saying here? You know what I mean? Right. I mean, I don't have the Knicks – I don't have the Knicks in third team. I have Fox and Dame. Um, which I'm leaving out Ja in that instance. But you gotta leave out someone. Man. I feel yeah. it's wrong to leave out Ja and, and I feel I mean, so bad doing it. Yeah, I just right. Everyone for the most part that we've mentioned on the list so far, them missing time was out of their control. Right. That is not the case for Ja. So right. I'm I think he deserves somewhat of a demerit for that. It's not I'm not saying it's unforgivable or he's a terrible person for forever. I'm just maybe he doesn't make all NBA this year. Um and then I think yeah, Sabonis is a lock and I have LeBron and Lowry. Him missing all NBA docks him quite a bit in bonuses, doesn't it? See, ja. this is why we have too much power in our hands. <laughs> Which makes me think he's almost certainly going to make it, because I don't think... Like, what do you do if you're a voter at that point? Right. If you're I, on the fence between a couple guys, I feel like if you know someone's going to get a benefit from this, just give I it know. to them. That's what makes it so I think, tough. Yeah, I think um, if I was predicting who is going to actually win it instead of who would I would take... I think the six guards will probably be Shea, Luca, Mitchell, Ja, Fox, and then either Dame or Steph. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah, I think that's probably right. I don't. LeBron. I don't think both Dame and Steph are going to make it, and the voters no, are just no. going to go with. No. Like, They're probably going to go too many Steph. games. They're yeah over over Dame, right? LeBron. Do you think LeBron will make it in the actual voting? I do. Yeah, I think this is the first year where you can like logically say you can leave him off and feel. I mean, you're not gonna feel great about him, but he can't make it forever, right? He can't make all NBAs <laughs> until 2030. He can. <laughs> He's definitely still one of the best 15 players, though. So easily, yeah. yeah. I would, I would love to just have Brunson get a shout out for the season he had and make a third team, but it probably won't happen. He could be right. improved player. Well, we're about to great segue, Kyle. Although that'll be the last award we go over because uh, we'll go over it over my cold dead body. Uh, let's breeze through the rest of these awards. So, 
Defensive Player of the Year odds on DraftKings right now. Kyle, I had a quick ad read for DraftKings or what? DraftKings. Stir and snack pudding. You can have DraftKings pudding just one cup at a time. If you can stir, you could snack. Thank you, DraftKings. So we have Defensive Player of the Year. Jaron Jackson Jr. at minus 145. Brooke Lopez at plus 110. Those are the only real contenders in Vegas' eyes. I think Jaron's a reasonable a reasonable pick this year, despite the whole Reddit conspiracy against his blocks at home. <laughs> that has since yeah. been debunked, and I think he deserves it. I think he does. I'll just say it's infuriating how much he fouls, oh. which is another thing that you would think would be within your control and could be something that with a little bit of hard work and good coaching, you could really drastically reduce that. But that doesn't seem to be the case. So that's frustrating, but it's also like he's so much better than everyone else. Even with that, I feel like he's still better. So he's averaging four stocks per game and 3.6 fouls. So he just narrowly edges out (laughs) his fouls with his. That's low for what I'd expect. Honestly, I thought he'd be averaging like, Four and a half fouls. <laughs> yeah. Kyle, do you agree with that? Yeah. I just nice. don't want to give uh, anything to the Bucks, really. So give me Jaron. <laughs> He's more exciting, too. Like, I'd rather watch Jaron yeah. play than Brooke Lopez. Like, I don't. Yeah, Jaron comes I out agree. of nowhere for some of these blocks, dude. You mm. think you're safe at the rim? He teleports and he's just there. It's insane. He, he did reveal also on the live mismatch pod that he's left-handed despite not writing, shooting, or doing anything left-handed. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. Yeah, Kyle, I agree with that. And it, it feels, I don't know, like the stats were or anything, but it feels like Jaron switches better onto guards and does a little more yeah. of that than Brooke does, you know, because they have Giannis over the Bucks, so they, he doesn't have to do it as much. Brooke of the year is locked up in Vegas's eyes and in mine. Paolo Bancaro's minus 5,000. Now, Jalen Williams over in the Thunder, plus 1,500. Do we sprinkle just in case? You're right, we don't. <laughs> Probably not, but... Uh, I love him, though. He's had a great season. But Paolo, I mean, you know, he's averaging 20, 27 and 4, you know. Just a really solid... He, he walked in as a 20-point scorer. That's pretty rare to do. And uh, I love watching him play already, and I'm pretty excited for the Magic future. The Magic and the Thunder both, I think, have outrageous futures coming oh, soon, yeah. too. Well, I think just as early as next year, the Orlando is going to be right there in, in the bottom of that playoff race. So you think? Depends how the draft goes, of course. But What do you mean, like competing for the 9 or 10 seed? Could be even better. Yeah, I think it's just any playing spots are up for the taking, really. I mean, looking at the standings this year, Anything after five, crapshoot for next year, I think. Uh, sixth man of the year, Emmanuel quickly, the favorite right now, minus 360. Your boy, Seth, Malcolm Brogdon, a plus 240. I don't have any strong feelings on this one. Feels like quickly has been had a more memorable season, but I don't know if that's just because he played better during national TV games or something. You know, I'm not really sure, but he's he has certainly been electric this season. Yeah, I mean, he's been one of the biggest game changers um, in terms of that Nick, the Knicks entire team um, and their success. However, 
I'm listening. Austin Reeves mm. is 80 to 1. Does he meet all the criteria to be selected as the sixth man of the year? Because you just have to if the Lakers I think you've got it. If the Lakers end up being the five seed in the West after the run that he's gone on over the last half of the season, especially with LeBron out, does he get some buzz? I feel like no one's talking about him, but in the eyes of the voters, why not? Well, because all you have to do is start or is come off the bench more games than you started, which has to be true for him. That's what I'm thinking. It's an interesting sprinkle for us, Kyle. I know. Uh, I will mention that Malcolm Brogdon's nickname apparently is Humble Moses. So do with that what you will. I'm pretty sure Moses was pretty humble in real life. So not sure why that has to be added. Yeah, Reeves has only started 19 of 61 games this year, so he'd definitely be eligible. What about, are you going to vote for your boy, Seth? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't really feel strongly about it either. So if there's a Celtic in the running, <laughs> that's my boy. But I don't feel like there's like a runaway favorite this year. Vegas doesn't either. Uh, Coach of the year, I couldn't find odds on it, but. I mean, got to be Mike Brown, right, boys? Light the fucking beam. Yeah, light the beam, baby. Who else I mean, be? it's got to be he someone ended whose what, team seventeen-year drought. Yeah, and it's got to be someone whose team really overexceeded expectations, right? And Kyle, you just sent me a bet from before the season that the Kings to win their division were were what two hundred to one or something? No, not that crazy. Was it that no, crazy? Before the season, I think it was like one fifty. That was like an in-season yeah. bet that was early on. But okay, yeah, I mean, like that's that's all you need to know right there because they won their division. Crazy. Mike Brown, baby. All right, let's end the podcast with the most despicable, outrageous award ever created. I don't even want to talk about it. Most, yeah, improved, like <laughs> most improved player. I guess it's Larry Markinen. He's minus 300 right now. Whatever. I think he's a reasonable candidate, honestly, because I know he does have like a bigger load than before, but he has really added a lot to his game. So I'm fine with it, I'll say. I think he's deserving as well. That's fine. You know, there's somewhat of an argument for Shea if you want to go with the president when Ja won it last year. But they would never go with the president. (laughs) Yeah. I'm. You know, he went from, like, star player to superstar, which is harder of a lead. It's all done. I'd rather that instead of most improved player trophy, they just give out, like, a one of those – participation trophies they give you for like uh youth soccer sure that'd be better than that all right well that's been our end of season the next time we check in with y'all it's gonna be playoff time baby and i am pumped this is gonna be very fun playoffs all the way from the first round to the finals baby strap in and strap on pause